Hi and welcome to North of 48. It's January the 3rd, soon to be January the 4th. You know I do this late at night while everybody's sleeping. And that's why I talk so quiet and slow. So I apologize. It's minus 25 Celsius where I am. Which is uh, about minus 13 Fahrenheit. I grew up with Fahrenheit and then switched to uh, Celsius. So I talk in two languages, metric and imperial. I hope you're having a good uh, start to your New Year's. It's 2022, can you believe it? And I know I've uh, I've aged. And uh, I was at a wedding and I looked at the photos and go, Oh, who is that old guy? Well, that old guy is me. So I think I'm going to have to go buy some preparation H to put under the bags on my eyes. I hear that works. May or may not. But let's talk about a few things after the break. So I was mentioning I was at a wedding, and I was. Um, it was in the parking lot of a hospital. Now, the bride-to-be, her husband-to-be, his mom's got cancer, and she's doing assisted suicide on the in January. So they've been living together for seven years, so they decided to get married. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in Canada in December, up north, end of December, she's pretty darn cold. It was minus 30 Celsius out on the, in the parking lot. And they did it in front of a window where, her, where his mom was. And she had the window open so she could hear. And there was 20 or 30 of us there to witness the ceremony. It was, thank God it was quick, but it was still very cold. And they got married. And it's a touching thing to do, and I think the the um, it warmed the heart, even though it was cold out, to see these two do it for the sake of his mother, which was really nice. By the time I got back to my car, my fingers, my toes were frozen. You really have to have to uh, dress up here in that kind of weather, especially if there's some wind. So that's what I did just prior to New Year's and uh, it was it was quite nice they're into uh, Batman and Superman their dogs are and cats are, are with names like Loki and Gotham and um, it's quite touching it, it was it was it was really really good out in the open air it's cold in a parking lot in front of a hospital window Now, my own situation is this as follows. End of the month, my contract where I work is up. I'm 60 years old now. 
my gosh, that feels old. And I hope the preparation each works for the bags under the eyes. I'll, I'll do an experiment and let you know. And uh, at 60, is damn hard to get another job, right? So you try to use your reputation, your references, um, people. And we've talked about, especially at the start of the broadcast, when I was laid off and then thankfully got on a job. Now, I don't know if my contract's going to be extended or not. If it's not, then I personally have some decisions to make. Is it time to sell a house? That sort of thing. Um, it bothers me that I did not save up enough for my retirement. Because I always thought I'd be working till 70. And um, I left a few jobs that I would have had a good retirement at. But just like some people I know, you know, you get bored with, what you're doing or you want to do new things or you want to do a podcast maybe lord knows i'm making no money with this and i appreciate anybody who listens to my words out there around the world i really do to that end i want to share a story about paul r allen 55 of oakton va so ceo of what had been the nation's that's the U.S., largest privately held mortgage lenders. He was sentenced Tuesday to more than three years in prison for his role in a $3 billion scheme that officials called one of the biggest corporate frauds in U.S. history. He got a 40-month sentence for Paul R. Allen, 55. There's another story that's with it is a homeless man robbed a Louisiana bank and took a $100 bill. After feeling remorseful, he surrendered to police the next day, and the judge sentenced him to 15 years in prison. So you get 40 months for a $3 billion scheme, and you get 15 years in prison for taking a $100 bill and fessing up. It's, um, justice was a little blind on that one, don't you think? Seems, uh, the more, so if, if the more money you have or the more money you steal, you tend to get better deals. I just wanted to share that with you. I thought the juxtaposition of the two sentences was, um, kind of unreal. And for this new year, we're still running with the, uh, the COVID uh, pandemic that's around the world. Cases are on the rise again. Schools in Canada have been shut down and learning from home again. Shut down from uh, Christmas break. It might be five days, might be ten days, might be for the rest of the year. But... Um, a story in the CBC that says that the U.S. is sending signals that it's on the road to whatever will become the new normal. The Biden administration says there are enough tools, vaccine boosters, new treatments, and masking to handle even the Omicron threat without the shutdowns of pandemics earlier days. Yet, uh, you know, here in Canada, we just shut the schools down again. So the virus is still going. 
But if, if anybody's a hockey fan, the junior hockey international, double IHL, International um, Hockey League for Juniors, the world uh, tournament was, was supposed to be held between Edmonton and Red Deer in Alberta. Now, it was canceled about three games in. The United States lost the game due to COVID, and two to three other teams reported COVID, so they just shut the whole tournament down. So, um, the Russian national team, they went to, uh, to the airport in Calgary to uh, get on a flight home. And the Frankfurt-bound flight was delayed about three hours after Russian players and team officials refused to follow the COVID-19 rules and wear their masks properly. So we're wondering how the COVID got out in the tournament, eh? Passengers also claimed some in the group smoked and wouldn't listen to flight attendants. There were no arrests or charges. And uh, Canada Border Services Agency is handling an investigation into it. The Russian team members were heading home from the IIHF World Junior Championships in Red Deer and Edmonton, which were cancelled last week due to COVID-19 outbreaks on several teams. So it's IIHF, Hockey Federation. Media in Russia has quoted the team's coach, Sergei Zubov, saying both the Czech Republic and Russian teams were removed from the flight for violating the mask regime. Russian sports news outlet Match TV has quoted Zubov saying that after being removed from the aircraft, the Russian team was later allowed to board other planes to Montreal and Toronto, continuing on to Frankfurt and then home to Moscow. The coach also said there was no cigarette smoke on board, noting he quit smoking three years ago. He said that Canadian enforcement of mask rules is strict and suggested that some on his team weren't wearing them properly could have been due to their joy of returning home. However, a passenger, Eon Kenny, who was on the flight, was in business class, said one Russian official who was seated near him was vaping in the cabin and refused to put his mask up over his mouth and nose. The flight attendants tried over and over to get him to comply with the rules, but the man refused. The man also blared Russian rock music on his phone and refused to turn it down when st- staff asked. Uh, the coach suggested to Match TV the story was being exaggerated, possibly because there is a shortage of hockey to report on. The passenger said he didn't believe the Russian players had been drinking, although they were loud in the departure lounge. He said he believed the Czechs who were quiet in the lounge may have been confused with the Russians since they were wearing similar gray sweatsuit. However, it's not the first time Russia's junior team has had difficulty at an airport. In 2011, when the team showed up for their flight home after their gold medal win at the World Junior Hockey Championships in Buffalo, New York, Delta Airlines asked them to leave for being unruly. A bus driver who had brought them to the airport told the Buffalo News at the time that some of the team were so drunk that they had to be carried onto the bus. Well, here's a couple of predictions I'm going to make for the for the new year. I think COVID's still going to be around. Is it getting weaker? Well, let's hope. 
I envision that uh, we'll go for a flu shot and a COVID shot in the fall. Trying to get the right strain of flu or COVID that will be around that year. I don't think this is going away till 2024, 2026. I think COVID will still be uh, still be a thing for a while. It's just a prediction. I hope not. I just hope we can get rid of all this this crap. It's been a long couple of years now. My other prediction is rich people will still get rich, but the very wealthy will get even more wealthier. Seems a thing. They know how to get the government money to pay themselves bonuses, yet lay off their staff. Seems a thing. What else? I think the soap opera politics that's in the United States will still be will still be a thing for a couple of years yet. I, I you know, I can't tell you if Trump's going to run, Bernie's going to run, Biden's going to run, Camilla's going to run. And I I just don't know. I just hope they get some good leadership and can take care of their people. They need a bit of a left turn in my opinion, and that's for housing and for clean drinking water. In Canada, we need the same thing. We're getting so swept up in the soap opera that is the United States that we're missing out on what's important in our country. And I suspect other other countries are, have the same thing. They, they see the news and it's all about America. I don't want to go to America. I haven't for quite a few years. And... Uh, you know, it would be nice, but I don't want to get killed. And I know I'm overstating that, but we all want America to do good and to be a bright light in the world. I'm not sure right now they have the will to do it. At the same time, in my own country, we're getting dragged into the mess that is America. And... Um, it's unfortunate because we live so close to them that uh, they're bound to affect us. American management stuff, um, their TV blares over the border. You know, um, we're missing, I'm, I, I'm thinking we're missing what's truly for Canada would be Canadian. We're missing that that feel in Britain my gosh what a mess what a bloody mess that is again rich people making money people on the lower bottom making no money they're sleeping rough as they call it I have seen so many homeless the last three years and I've heard so many oh we uh, politicians oh we're going to take care of the homeless and they never come up with a plan. Well, here's a plan. Your cities, your municipalities. Just build some housing. Build some housing that people can do. Can rent. Just build it. Just do it. What's the problem? I know as a taxpayer, I wouldn't mind if my city did that. Because the homeless people need a home. 
they need a roof over their head and they they need to, to eat and that way they can uh, get their their life together I would like that in Europe I wonder well you know so so much immig immigration there but refugees and France is is not appears not to be dealing with it quite well that I, I are there jobs for everybody I don't know these are some of the questions I do ask and that I'm worried about for the future is um, if we can't if we can't look after one another who's gonna look after you I mean it's like from a, it's a wonderful life are we going down to Pottersville now you can be conservative you can be a liberal you can be communist you can be a libertarian I don't I really don't care but I do care about the society we live in and I think you do too and we need some answers we need to do what's right and if we can build some housing for people who are homeless and if they'll go there great I mean it's a start I was in uh, Denmark and I see all these um, social housing that they have and at the time I did not see a homeless person there that I was aware of I'll put it that way there's probably some refugees now that are there and they're probably homeless but I think they don't have to be I think they're given a, um, a rental accommodation and a stipend to live so few of my predictions other predictions you know not in the mood to go into it but I think that would make a good uh, good show and I come from a different uh, different view being up in North Canada where the snow is around me where it's cold and where people are hibernating but that's fine because after the cold you're rejuvenated and you enjoy the spring and the summer and I hope the spring and summer will be a good one for everybody hope if you need a job this year you get that job if you need to find a way to support yourself or your loved ones I hope you find a way if you need medical care I hope you can get it and if you need somebody to give you a hug I hope there's a person in your life that will give you a hug and by all means I want you to have a great 2022 or as least as good as it can be take care we'll talk again bye